One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Wild game. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show. It's the Daily Ding live post game after the Eastern Conference Finals game one. Miami Heat steal the first game, Mo, 123 116. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it feels like winning I game do. one on the road is a good sign for winning the series, Mo. I mean, just winning, it, it, it's huge. It's huge. Didn't work out so much for Philly, though, last series, we should say right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah. But I think this one was one of those things. Miami has been creeping in Boston fans' minds for a while. And now there's a concern, right? Like, now it's um, people were after Tatum's Game 7. He's he's gonna he's ready to roll. He's going to go ballistic. And he was okay in this game. But, it, it, again, it's all about the Heat. They are the tougher team in this series. It's shocking. And I think it's one of those things. You know, our, our our guy Justin Rowan saying it in the chat. Culture and six. Heat culture. They are just tough as hell, Dave. And Boston went on a run at the end of the second half, at the end of the first quarter, and made it, you know, a double-digit lead and just couldn't hang on. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, well, let's just start at the beginning. Um, how'd you like the way Boston started out? I mean, you know, Rob Williams was attacking the glass. They had 40 points in the paint in the first half. Um, you know, it feels like if you're going to beat Miami, you need Rob Williams to outplay Bam Adebayo. And in the first half, I thought he did. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought they were the aggressor in the first half. I thought they were punching first. Like you said, 40 points in the paint. They had six offensive rebounds in the first half. And I want you to stay with me on that one. We're going to bring that up later. They were just doing a great job and Williams was disrupting things and making a lot of actions there. But there was one thing there. It was a little bit, down the stretch in that second quarter, they kind of let up. And I think those are the things you got to watch out for if you're Boston. It ended up being a nine-point lead when it should have been a double-digit lead. They let as much as by 13. You needed to be up 14 going into the half. They gave Miami a little bit of life. And Dave, we got to talk about that third period. Well, that third quarter, Miami starts the third down nine. They go on a 21-12 to 12 run to start the third, to tie it up. Then they wind up finishing the quarter 46 to 25. They outscore the Celtics. Mo, this was just, it was great shot making, but it was excellent defense too. I mean, it was unbelievable shot making for the most, I mean, you know, listen, when you shoot 65% from the field, 66.7 from three on nine, three point attempts. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to call that great shot making with a lot of things, but they were playing faster. They were getting stuff out of transition in that quarter. 10 fast break points alone for the Heat. They started to push the pace there a little bit. They started to control the the, the deal there. Excuse me, nine fast break points. I'm looking at the numbers real quickly as we're going, folks. Um, it's just impressive. And more importantly, no offensive rebounds for the Celtics in the third quarter. Managed to hold the Celtics to 25 points, and they were just solid contesting and pushing everything they got there. I was impressed massively from the Heat in that quarter. Yeah, and Marcus Smart finished the first half with 10 assists, only one assist in the second half, and that was something. Cutting the playmaking water off for Marcus Smart was important because 
The second half, they also took Jason Tatum out of the game. It was one of the things, you know, they kept talking about on the broadcast. Jason Tatum not touching the ball enough. He only takes five shots down the stretch in the second half of this game. But before we get to Tatum, we got to talk about the star of the show. Jimmy Butler literally stole this game. He had six steals, including just some of the most acrobatic cross-court, I mean, cross-court passes just jumping up. Did they not see him, Mo? I mean, he he's right there, and, and he snagged like three passes just by jumping. It was incredible sort of appropriate reception on his on his behalf. I think he turned, he has invisibility juice, and he, he kind of just, and just turned it on at the last second, and, and ah, here I am, ha ha, and coming up with steals with all of those things. Jimmy was just a monster, man. Like, there's no other way to say it. You know, it's, it's, he's terrifying. That three he hit at the down the stretch in the fourth quarter as the shot clock was winding down, like, come on, man. Like, that's just unfair. But there were things that he was doing. He was doing a great job playmaking. Every time the Celtics helped off the strong side corner, he would find the pass. He had Caleb Martin for a big corner three. What smart came off of him? I mean, there's just a lot of plays there. This is who Jimmy Butler is. Man, we 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 joke about it, but playoff Jimmy is a thing. You know, I'm not gonna say Himmy. I hate that. Yeah, but yeah. playoff Jimmy's a thing. And this is just again, just more tape to the the legend of playoff Jimmy. Yeah, Bam Adebayo had a good offensive game, 20 points, had eight rebounds, five assists, nine of thirteen from the field. When when he can make some shots, that's always important for Miami. But something that the Heat always seem to get at home, and you know, it comes and goes on the road, but role players. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and Caleb Martin combined for 44 po- uh, 45 points in this game, Bo. That sort of production, it, it just, you add that production to any other playoff team, and, and instead of sitting home, maybe they're, you know, in the conference finals in, in either conference. How crazy is it that Spo is able to get this much out of these guys in this sort of high pressure moment? I mean, he's the best coach in the NBA. I don't think it's, I mean, we've, we know it at this point. It's almost just, redundant to keep saying it but I think it's just he one I think thing that's one thing that's matters that's important that probably won't get talked about enough this team played them in the conference finals last year there's a confidence factor within the heat that they can take these guys I mean it came down to a Jimmy Butler three in game seven last season they're all rolling with confidence and one other guy we got to mention Kyle Lowry who was awesome in the first half I mean 13 points in the first half finished with 15 in the game but like he kept them afloat and kept them in it with some really tough shots with how he got going. He had his own 8-0 run by himself, Dave, in the second quarter. I think it's just they know what to do. There's no fear in them. And they understand when they're down, they're just going to keep playing. And that's kind of just, that starts from Spo. Well, let's talk about the fourth quarter some because, you know, the Celtics didn't get blown out in this game. They had it to within five with about five minutes to go. And here's what happened. Jalen Brown misses a three. Al Horford commits a turnover. Jason Tatum commits a turnover. Malcolm Brogdon misses one of his two free throws. Tatum turnover. Tatum turnover. And next thing you know, the Heat have this game wrapped up. Mo, um, is the big adjustment for Boston just play better? Pull your head out of your butt? Yeah, I think to a degree. I mean, look, six turnovers in the fourth quarter is a disaster. They finished with the same number of turnovers the Heat had. Both had 15. But having six in the fourth quarter to the Heat's two, a big. I mean, that's that's the ball game right there, right? It's the number of possessions. It's the math game right there. More opportunities for the Heat to take advantage of them. And I think defensively, 
I'm sorry. They they got to stop helping off the strong side corner. We saw it last series. We're seeing it again tonight. Uh, Struess had a big three in the third quarter off a Lowry assist with Brogdon kind of helping off the, the strong side corner. You know, the Martin one we talked about. It's just not smart basketball and what they're doing. I think a couple of other things too, and Missoula may not like this one, but I don't know. Your team's giving up massive runs in the third quarter. Might be a good time to call a timeout and try to kind of get, you know, right the ship here a little bit. Your offense started struggling, became more isocentric. You got to kind of bring these guys back into, hey, man, we need to keep attacking the paint, you know, and, and, and give Miami credit for shutting off the spigot of straight line drives. But you got to find other ways to attack and just simply, it can't be iso, iso, iso down the stretch and things like that. And that really hurt them. And I think that's, that's something that we've seen from the Celtics for, I mean, years now. It's not just Missoula. We've seen it across many coaches. Yeah, and they just didn't get up enough threes, I think, uh, Mo. If you look, only 29 three-point attempts. When the Miami Heat get up more three-point attempts than you, you know you have not shot enough threes. So they ran into a little bit of a math problem, getting outscored by 18 points from deep uh, by the Miami Heat. Like, that feels like a loss. You know, if you just told me that the Heat outscored Boston from three, I would say, oh, okay, so Miami probably won. And Miami was getting open looks, like you said continuously just helping off from the strong side wide open looks not only there but also a couple above the break wide open looks that I felt like Boston just didn't scramble fast enough to uh just just one other thing though Dave to kind of go back to it the Celtics had 62 points in the paint we talked about it monster in the first half only 22 in the second half like that's you know if I just told you 62 to 40 the Celtics are going to win the points in the paint you would assume they've they've won this game and I think that's just those things where they they just they let up over and over again. This is a Boston team I just simply can't trust. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Jason Tatum. Only five shots in the second half. Had two travels called against him late in the fourth quarter. Um, but he had 30 points in this game. Now, is he going to catch a lot of flack for no good reason? Or, or do you feel like there's, there's a lot of room for improvement for him in, in game two? Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's going to catch some flack, and he should. Those three turnovers in the fourth quarter are killers, you know. And 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 this is, hey, this is the time you catch flack. Doesn't matter, and 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 people will say you're nitpicking or whatnot. Yes, yeah, the playoffs. This is when your smallest mistakes become maximized and really can hurt you as a squad. And I think this is the stuff we saw from this Boston Celtics team tonight. And yeah, I mean, he was all right. It was to be honest, Dave. Like when I looked at the stats and said, oh, he had thirty. I was shocked. It was a quiet 30 to me, you yeah. know, and, and, and it's weird to say that 30 should never be quiet, but it was, it was a quiet one. And it's one of those things where I wasn't overly impressed by his game. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman as seen recently styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. 
Well, they went away from him. You know, Jimmy Butler was guarding him down the stretch, and they were they were trying to screen away from the ball, you know, to set up the switch so that when, you know, Tatum got the ball, he was able to post up Max Struess or, or Caleb Martin or Gabe Vincent or someone like that. But the Heat just don't give up those switches. Such a huge difference from, from last night where we watched Jamal Murray just, okay, well, no, you know, no resistance whatsoever. I'm just going to go ahead and guard LeBron. It's it's a stark contrast with Jimmy Butler, who's like, no, uh, this is my guy and I'm staying on him. And it just seemed to throw Boston off that they were spending all this time trying to get Tatum open. And, and it goes back to something that we've talked about for three years now with the Boston Celtics. Late game execution falls apart. They go into the ISO heavy stuff. They don't have a system that it seems like they're comfortable relying on down the stretch. Even Derek White just wasn't able to kind of organize them and get them going. So when we're looking ahead to oh, game two, go, go you, ahead. You, you, weren't, you, you weren't impressed by the Peyton Pritchard minutes? No, no. Now, that being said, it, it's a tough scene to be in in game one of the conference finals, and you really only have seven guys you can trust. And, and I, I understand, but Peyton Pritchard, oh, man, if I have to see him guard Jimmy Butler one more time, um, I'm calling Heat in four. So yeah. let's look ahead <laughs> to game two, okay? Look ahead to game two. What's the big adjustment that you want to see from Boston? Is it just play better? Because, I mean, they weren't awful in this game. They weren't but, awful. Like, they, to be honest, they were, they were, their second half was. And I think that's kind of, and really the third quarter, when we kind of splice it and look, look down. And it was their defense that really let them down with, with the way they kind of defended in that third quarter. And they weren't awful. One thing I would kind of consider, both teams started out big. Right, Robert Williams and Al Horford, we saw how well that worked for them against Philadelphia. They went to that well again. Miami started with Kevin Love and Bam, kind of what they've done all playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they go a little smaller, if I'm Boston, and start small and see if we can kind of attack Kevin Love a little bit more in those opportunities when we're small. And I think that's an important aspect there. Or force the Heat to, to bring Kevin Love off the bench and hurt their rebounding a little bit. I mean... I don't know how much Miami would be able to, like if they started uh, Derek White, let's say, in place of Al Horford, I don't know how long you could have Kevin Love out there. Um, but at a minimum, it would make Miami think about a short leash for Kevin Love. And by the way, he had a great outlet in this game. Just seems like he's just like back. Like Kevin Love is just looking just like he did three or four years ago when he was whipping these passes all over the place. Uh, if you're Miami, is there anything you can improve on if you're Miami, Mo? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of just staying solid and consistent. I don't, I mean, I like the way they, they defended in the second half. It's, it's continuing that it's the straight line drives. It's the one thing is they can't let up on the offensive glass. They cannot let the the Celtics dominate the offensive glass. Cause that's again, what really helped the Boston build that lead in the first half. I think that's going to be an important thing to keep an eye on. So for them, I think it's about just staying vigilant with that. And the other thing too is, We've seen it too many times in the playoffs this year. Road team wins game one, and they pack it in for game two. Be aggressive, man. Try to get two in this one. Come out of this game aggressive. I mean, that's what we want to see, right? If Miami could go up 2-0, who'd you pick before the series, Mo? I picked the Heat. I said it on Buds. Um, I've had this feeling for a little bit during the Knicks series. I just said, man, Miami's just so tough. And I don't trust this Boston team. Boston has all the talent. 
For no reason at all, I think the Miami Heat are just tougher and they're going to find a way to win this series. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is just starting to feel inevitable in the playoffs. I mean, he just it, performance after performance after performance and the guy just shows up. And at some point, I think we're all going to catch up to Jimmy Butler and start treating him like, you know, one of these top five, top seven guys once it comes to playoff time. I know he's not going to take the regular season seriously ever. And frankly, you play like this, I don't think you have to. You know, that's fine. As long as you're, as long as you're showing up for the playoffs, we're good. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for hanging out over on YouTube. For Moda Keel, I'm Dave DePore, and this has been the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show.